You're listening to Sips of Sanity, your toolkit for emotional and intuitive intelligence, or what we like to call the dirty work. Let's do it. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am excited. Oh, good. We are going to be talking about emotional immaturity and maturity on this Sips of Sanity series. I'm so excited to do this. Cool. Yeah, I think each of us, and hopefully this is the goal, that each of us tries to listen to this entire series looking and reflecting only upon ourselves. This is not sit down and look at other people and judge and criticize them and walk up to them and tell them what they should be doing or not doing. Uh, not one of our series on SIPs has been about that. Oh, no, I understand that. But I'm, I know this first show goes up on YouTube. And if this is the first time somebody has tuned in, then I, I want them to be able to sit back and go, oh, this is a series on self-reflection. This is a series on self-growth. We're not supposed to be going up to other people and saying, I just listened to a video and you're immature. It's not to be used to attack others. It's used for reflection because you're here because you're interested in growing. Cool. The intro to this entire show is about, you know, your toolkit for emotional intuitive intelligence. Right. This is the dirty work, right? We are not saying do the dirty work for anyone else ever. <laughs> That's do well it for yourself. Yeah. And then be the role model for other people because you can't focus your life on trying to change others' maturity levels. You can only affect your own. Well, wait a second. Let me correct that. We can affect other people's growth by being a good role model and by using, I'll say the, the proper words as opposed to using this information to attack somebody. Cool. So long story short, you can't make someone change. You can only change yourself. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Now, the one, a couple of the other reasons why I think this series is going to be so good for people is because we suffer. We suffer greatly when we're in our immaturity. Mm -hmm. And most people that are behaving immaturely, most don't know they are. They were raised that way. They might be watching TV shows and movies or reading certain books or playing certain games or just have a life around other immature people and don't know what maturity really looks like. Or they might look at other people who have maturity and think that they're being prudish or perfectionistic instead of understanding that what they are is behaving in a mature way. Mm -hmm. And so instead, they feel threatened by their behavior. And as a result, depending on their character, they may go into attacking that kind of person. Mm -hmm. Instead of recognizing, wow, if I acknowledge your maturity... I would have to acknowledge my immaturity, and I don't want to do that because my ego won't allow me to. So we're hoping that people can sit with gentleness and kindness, find where they are truthfully being immature, and listen to the examples, and be able to look at what maturity looks like and see if there's a tool in there for them, if there's something that they're willing to work on, and here's your dirty work. Cool. Okay. So the very first one is um, an emotional immaturity, is thoughts about adult life are simplistic, literal, and rigid. Dislike the uncertainty of an evolving reality. 
I think an example of this one, Kelly, is when a person has a, a like in a partnership expects through their belief system that their partner should know them if they love them. So if we go to an example of say you're in a restaurant and you expect your partner, well, maybe you're busy or you're gone from the table to know what you should eat, to know what you should want and to be able to take care of your needs. And you respond in an angry way if they don't know what your needs are. You think then that if they don't know me, they don't love me. Mm -hmm. And instead of an emotionally mature person would say, well, there are nuances in life and I might like chicken tonight. Um, I might like a pizza. I don't know if I feel like a steak. And my partner shouldn't know what I feel like. They're not in my taste buds. They, they aren't supposed to know minute by minute what I'm supposed to want. When they truly love me, they respect me, and they just simply ask me, or they wait for the waiter or the waitress to come back when I'm present so I can speak on my own behalf. So an emotionally mature person knows that there are these nuances in life and that we go with the flow and that love means that we respect each other. Not that we're supposed to know what the other person wants at all times and gets angry if we aren't on the game and know. Yeah, I want to reiterate uh, something that we said recently in a podcast that the opposite of unhealthy is not perfection. Oh, good. Right. So, if we're yeah. illustrating that, if you know, my partner should know to order me a water and my entre- my appetizer, if I'm you know in the washroom when the waitress comes, mm-hmm. um, that's emotional immaturity, right? Mm-hmm. Expecting that it should be absolute perfection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, healthy is the check-in. Healthy is, hey, I'm just going to the washroom. Can you order me a water if I'm not here when the waitress comes? I still don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. Right, like it, it's the good, healthy check-ins. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not they don't love me or they're perfect. Yeah. Okay, that's a great example. Um, so we'll move on to another one then. Sure. Okay. So um, the second one then is a need to control others through guilt, through shame, or through your anger. So if we look at how that can play out, then. We want to control another person. It can be your child. It could be a coworker. Um, it could be your partner that you say things purposely to shame them so that they will do what you want. You're looking to control them. Yeah. Make them feel bad. Yeah. And that, that is, that is, well, it's never going to be healthy if you, when you're in the immature place, mm-hmm. right? So we can toss around the word unhealthiness with immaturity. Mm-hmm. So the emotionally immature person then that's going to use shame and guilt and anger um, wants, or pardon me, Kelly, is going to feel deeply inside so much insecurity mm-hmm. that um, if they, if the other person catches on to really what they're doing here in using these things to control them, that they're going to see no value in the relationship and want out of it eventually. They're going to recognize it for abuse. But the emotionally insecure person is going to stay using those same three tools over and over again until something cracks, something breaks. And what we're hoping to do is to be able to say, if this is what you do, you purposely try to shame your kids, to control them, to get them to go and do what you want them to do. I'm going to shame you in public 
about the way that you have a messy room. I'm going to shame you um, at school that you don't do your homework or that you're messy. You know, when I go to a parent-teacher interview, if I'm going to use an opportunity to shame you, then I'm really not caring deeply about my connection with you because I'm always at risk because I create those risks that I'm going to lose you. So they're always coming from this really um, confused place. But don't see it that way. Just simply see it that the shame that I'm doing and the tools that I'm using, the anger, ultimately controls you. And I've got to watch your action and make sure that I'm getting control over you. Mm -hmm. So it's an extremely energy-sucking experience for the for the immature person. Mm-hmm. Now, it also is for their victim, but it is completely life-draining to live your way using those three tools over and over again. Mm-hmm. And quite often people use them, especially through teenage years. They constantly use those tools thinking, if I just use them more and more or get harder and harder on this person using them, eventually I'll get control or eventually they'll grow up and leave the house. But I'm going to continue doing it when it clearly isn't working. Mm -hmm. So then on the other flip side of it, the emotional mature person is aware they cannot and do not want to control others. Mm -hmm. They're sitting back and saying, okay, let's really look at this then. If this really is about the way that they have their bedroom or something, why am I using that? That's their personal space. Why am I using that to shame them in public to get them to do something else I want? Mm -hmm. My brain also goes to the question why, um, where this can be a really tricky question that can lean into shame, blame, guilt, anger. If it's not used properly, right? Mm-hmm. And and top negotiators will also agree with me in the sense mm. that why is often a really loaded question. If you are not communicating very effectively that your intent is to understand when you ask the question why, then lean away from that word, right? It, it, an emotionally mature person says, help me understand. You know, I'm here to understand. I really want to get on the same page. So provide me with more information. The person who's just interested in shaming or guilting you is going to say, why would you do that? Oh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to say, is that... Why would you think? Yeah. Those are the questions that are being asked, usually with a big furrowed brow and a condescending tone of voice, anger beneath and underneath and present in it that the person can feel the like the recipient of that knows damn well that you're not really asking the question mm-hmm. what they feel when you're saying why would you do that why would you say that why would you think that what you're saying to them is here comes all kinds of shame good fucking luck with it mm-hmm. and so there really is no purpose then this emotionally immature person using these questions are not like as you said, they're not really asking a question. They're spewing their anger and their frustration that they can't handle the situation better than they already are, but they think, I have to keep some level of control. Mm -hmm. So the gig is up. Hopefully when people are listening to this today, they're going to understand, ah, that person is emotionally immature and now I know what they're doing. They're trying to shame me. And now my responsibility then is to push that shame back on them. 
I don't want to take that on anymore. Thank you for explaining that one and mm-hmm. using that as examples. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. And our third one for today's show, and this is our final one, is that emotional immaturity is when you view others as incompetent. And this is where we're really seeing judgment, where we're looking at something from one lens to see someone's incompetence, instead of the emotionally mature person being able to see a person and go and see their shortcomings or just see it and be like, oh, that's just so-and-so, that's okay. And accepting that that per- no person's, pardon me, that no person is perfect. I, t- I take issue with this one. This is difficult for me oh, because okay, I go. think factually people can be incompetent. But what I did like that you said is one lens because mm-hmm. I can note, I can note for my own self. Let's take people off mm-hmm. the hot seat here. I am incompetent at a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. And if I just look at it from that one need, that one skill, I can accept and be okay with incompetency as a label. But if I look at it from a whole person perspective, then I I don't necessarily get in a huff and a puff about that one lack. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Or I can see where they might not be, another person might not be totally efficient or competent, but I can see what value they are bringing to the table, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I think, you know, there are some high stakes jobs. There are some high stakes situations where you're competent or you're not. And it is true. very much, we have to be able to understand that it's not acceptable for you to be incompetent at things, right. that we don't have to accept and keep you in that position, keep you in that relationship. Mm-hmm. But again, that whole idea of just through one lens Mm -hmm. makes it really dynamic to lean or understand what maturity looks like. Yeah. It's like you have one yardstick for success. success, And then you hit that with, you hit everybody with the same yardstick. In every situation. Exactly. And then also if you're doing something for fun Mm -hmm. and if you're doing something for the first time and... (laughs) Cool. And uh, yeah. And I think about people with that level of emotional immaturity that, and I've done that. I've had this level of emotional immaturity where I've tried something for the first time, like painting. I remember doing this with a friend and looking at my painting painting and thinking how terrible it was. And there's there's that yardstick of it should have been better instead of having a different lens of saying, this is the first time, it's okay, and being gentler and kinder to myself. Or, and, and I want to say this because it goes, this immaturity level is how you treat yourself as well as how you treat others. And that's why we're asking everybody to look at their own. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, you came out of the gate nice and strong. (laughs) We've got four more shows. We do. Thank you for preparing this. I'm really looking forward to the week. Me too. Thanks for listening to Sips of Sanity. Catch the full monthly series on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo.